sometimes. <laughs> you don't uh, switch to briefs, do you? Oh, yeah. Really? Middle of the day. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm bri- boxer briefs, yeah. I've been. No, I don't do boxers. I can't do boxers. No, no more. I don't know with the kids. I don't know about. I don't know. I just. I can't fly that free. No, I you can't. can't at no. all. No, you guys need that don't package. Like huh? Yeah, I, like I need. It. I need it. I need it. Like, okay, stay there. Yeah. You know, because my like body, it. I'm gonna be doing things throughout the day, and I want that to stay in the center of gravity. I'll yeah. tell you what. I was just reading in my men's fitness. They were talking like they always have a little fashion section, and they were like, boxers are out. They're like. Gotta really? keep your shit tight together. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm behind the times then. <laughs> no well, it's more. whatever you're comfortable with, I guess. So yeah, the, you got to wear which, you know, what feels kids, good. The kids went to boxers because they look better with the pants. Boxers showing. The, or yeah, whatever. with your pants down by your knees. Exactly. Yeah, I love that look. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's always great. <laughs> a little more. That, speaking of which, like, that is another thing. I mean, I've seen some of these guys, their belt is literally... Around and their it's knees. cinched, and the belt comes around their at, like yeah. right under their yeah. ass, and then the front is, you know, I guess if they didn't have underwear, their you know yeah. pubes Junk would be, be showing and shit. And um, it's insane. I'm like, how can they even walk and? Fi- I mean, I would just want to hold my pants. Well, how does a, it not fall down? But the ones that aren't cinched, um, the guy has to keep his hand on his pants the whole, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's like, what kind up. of fashion right. statement is worth that right, right. much? Right. I know. I've seen guys at the gas station. You know, you, when you're trying to do something with yeah, your hands. Yeah, you got to have And I've seen guys trying to fill up their car and hold up their right, right. pants at the same time. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's now? why the skaters, that to me, can never make that jump into being true athletes, I think. Because it's fashion <laughs> is too still too much. Yeah, At some too point, confining. some skater come along and go, I'm going to put on spandex and beat the shit out of all you guys <laughs> because I'm just going to have more flexibility. You exactly. Know? <laughs> but, this, yeah, see, this, well, or go to snowboarding and then uh, <laughs> you, can, well, you can get in the Olympics at least. Yeah. Ah, that was a big... What? The snowboarding thing? Well, I mean, maybe a bit. You know, I'm, I like the I, uh, More people probably watch the Olympics, so it's a good thing. But exactly. to me, it's not... I mean, it's still a bunch of punks. <laughs> <laughs> the snowboarders. I like punked music, but yeah. I don't like it in people all that much. I hear you. You don't like that. Although, I <laughs> it's like the motorcycle rider guys. You know, there's uh, the the dirt bike guys. There's yeah. uh, like this, this school from the '70s of bikers like that. I don't mean like Hell's Angels bikers, but right. you know the the dirt bike guys. Right. Yeah, and yeah. they hate these people. And even the ones from the early 80s, they hate these people. Hate the 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 new wave of the extreme. Uh, the, the, the extreme. Yeah. Yeah, the, be, yeah, 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 because it's all who's that guy? It's like there's a jackass culture right, mean, right, 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 right. And like that Bam idiot Bam guy. Nobody yeah. can quite figure out why he's famous. Right. And there's that whole thing and like the old guard. All of our famous people we can't figure out why, <laughs> they're, why famous they're famous for being famous. Yeah. That's what it is. The, guy, the, the guys who kind of started this whole movement, if you get with them, mm. um, they hate these guys because sure they, they show no respect for anything, anyone. Right. You could be a punk, but you got to respect something. Yeah. It's got to be one. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be the thing your teacher told you to respect, but you have to respect something. You have to find a yeah. a point at which you have some respect. Maybe so when I'm, they get older. You know, maybe Tony Hawk right. was like the last uh, holdout <laughs> of the Well, cuz every time I see him in an interview or something, he seems like a real straight up guy and it really loves Cuz he's the, 40 or something. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, I mean, he right. loves the sport and he mm-hmm. respects it and he respects yeah. people interviewing him and, and it seems like anybody younger than him that's in skateboarding, yeah, you you want to smack, you know. Yeah. They're, 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 they've got their 150 fans, and so they don't need you. Right. That was a killer moment, though, too. I remember when it was probably in the late 90s when he did that, um, what was it, like a 900 or something? Oh, yeah. The X Games. 
for like the first time anybody had done it in competition. It maybe wasn't more recent. It, well, he's forty now, so yeah. it probably would be the nineties. It, it, it could have been maybe the early two thousands. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how many X Games there have even been. So maybe it doesn't. Probably only like I don't know ten or ten or eleven at this point. But I I do remember him doing that, and it was so cool because I remember Tony Hawk even as a kid. I mean, right. he's been yeah. around that long. And he's because they were but after him, who is you know? there? Like name That's another it, household yeah. name because right. he's no the only one who knows how to play the game. Yeah. Because these guys, they get, it's kind of cool that they get famous by. Or at least that's how it was in the 90s. I don't know if it still goes. I'm sure it does. But, I mean, they, they would make their own sort of amateur videos yeah. and post them online. Or even before then, sort of make uh, CDs out of them and yeah. be an underground kind of thing like yeah. music. And people would get famous for what they could do on the streets and stuff like that. But those guys couldn't become pros. They didn't know how to stop being amateurs. And in order for anything to get better, there has to – at some point, you got to go professional. Yeah. You know? You got to play the game yeah. a little bit, like Tony Hawk. That's why we yeah. know his. I feel name. like most of those guys don't even have to try that hard. I feel like these sponsors come right. and they just scoop them up. You know, like, well, this is the next big thing, right? Kid, yeah. and we're going to throw a zillion dollars at you, and, and they're, they're there. You know, that can explain why they're such jerks, right? Because they're like, kids, because they never got to experience, you know, the the drive mm-hmm. and the uh, and Sean White struggle. Did this same kind of thing. Like he did play the game. I think. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. well, he, he very seems... quickly learned, but. If I mean, you notice now, by his by like the last like Winter X, this last Winter X, he wasn't winning all the gold medals. Like now, got because I think too I don't think champagne. he's. I wonder if he's not well liked in some ways. And yeah, too much champagne. Too and much champagne. Too any much woman he wants is the last. Back. Exactly. You know, I mean, there's there is that element of well, it's the yeah. uh, the Anna Kornikova thing too. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. You start doing your maximum uh, <laughs> uh, you know uh, centerfold shoots, and yeah. uh, he's got a new kind of one eighty. Your tennis game <laughs> yeah. goes down <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I'll it's let you spin time. around one eighty. How about that, baby? <laughs> <laughs> So he's still having fun. Yeah. I just hope he made some money because he started in kind of an amateur he's, way. Yeah, he's making big time money. Well, he's got the the Wii game. Just got the Wii game. Oh, right. well, I mean, he's got a you know he's got an EA Sports game. He's got the hair. After, he's got so the you're good. You he does have the look, and I just well, I'm, I don't know. Get into it. Well, he he brought up you know he uh, there was a photo shoot I saw him uh, in some magazine I was just looking at, and he's a guitar player too, so it had him like with yeah. all his Les Pauls and everything. Right. Oh yeah, and he goes, uh, he did say something. I mean, he said he's like, listen, I'm not a great guitarist, but people hear that I play, like even other celebrities hear that I play, and they're like, oh, come jam with us. And he's yeah. like, I don't know about that, you know. And like somebody hooked him up with Slash. And he's like, I'm not going to go play with Slash. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he had it in mind. Is, turn know. my yeah. amp down. And I'll like, yeah. Yeah, there Slash heard you play. You know, heard, Here's that you play, and you play Les Pauls. He wants to play with you. He goes, fuck that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know? I can understand that. Yeah. So he's smart. He, he does have some smarts. Yeah, at least that. All right. Well, All right. You want to start this thing here or what? Not yeah, ready. start it off. Not Where ready. are we, 19? 19. All right. Well, welcome. Wait, did we... Did we count our no? Ours is bonus. Ours so was, was a bonus. Yeah. Bon- yeah. <laughs> bonus. It was a bonus. A bonus doesn't get counted. Right. Uh, mm, well, not as a number. We don't assign it a number. Does it get a letter? Hey, I'm not even supposed to be speaking. I haven't been introduced. Yeah, you start so. it. I start it. Yeah, start us off. Well, that's what I was trying to do. You the man. Welcome to episode 19, featuring our recurring guest. Eric Von Hessler from the Regular Guys Show. Welcome back. That's good to be here. He's back, folks. I've become yeah. the Tony Randall of your podcast. <laughs> That's good. You're like the it. first repeat guest. Yeah. We didn't scare him off. 
That's oh, a good thing. I enjoyed myself. I was, good. Really, I was really tired last time, to be honest you? with you. And now you're feeling we uh, on and on and on about the Beatles. What are we talk about the Beatles for we three straight hours. <laughs> <laughs> How long it's the so Beatles and Flaming Lips episode. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, which was fine with me, man. I had a good time. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And uh, I could talk about the Beatles all day. Forget it. Let's do it again. People <laughs> seem, seem to, <laughs> all right. Starting with the first album, <laughs> Meet the Beatles. Here we go. Um, the date today is uh, the 19th of December. Um, and you guys are off for the rest of the year on your show. I'm the regular guy's show. Yeah, good Rock for 100.5. you. Yes, I'm Rock 100.5. What is, what is the Monday in January? The 4th or the 5th? One of yeah. those. Whatever yeah, it is. That's when I'm off until. Something like that. So, um, but I'm busy. Too. I'm, I'm off too. You're off? You're done I'm teaching. Off. I'm done teaching. Oh, so. that's right. Yeah. Both of you assholes. Yeah, you know. Nice. I'll be here work. working. <laughs> 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 but I, actually, I'm going to be very busy because now I get to really sort of dive into this to the video things, work. The things uh, that we're going to get to in a yes, second yes. Yeah. that we're going to talk about. Um, so, yeah, last time you were here, it was episode 13, I believe, because I think we pontificated about superstition in 13 mm, for a while. We I did. do. Yeah. I do yeah. remember that. Yes. Um, so, anyway, thanks for coming back. And the show's been great, uh, as usual. It's consistently wonderful. That's what people tell me. You know, I mean, um, I was thinking about this because, you know, we get to the end of the year. I'm a real Christmassy, you know, kind of guy. Are you? Are you? I I get, you know, I start thinking about, you know, things. And, you know, I mean, it's a job for me. So, like any job, like any job, there's good days and bad days and things are better or worse. And you get along with people or you don't get along with people. But we just did, uh, we just did an appearance the other day and a guy... To watch the regular guys eat? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and a couple of things happen. One is a guy from the uh, chat room every day that's going on, yeah. the video chat, of the videos stream in the chat, a guy named Rick Galinas, you know, he showed up and gave us individual presents. And it wasn't bullshit. I mean, like each present yeah. had thought to it. Yeah. You know, like Larry got drumsticks. Yeah. And <laughs> the, I got uh, the box set of... You know all the music on Saturday Night Live over twenty oh, years. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, this guy wasn't messing around. Yeah. yeah, and I think it was everybody. He was sort of speaking for the people in the chat room. I don't know if they gathered money together or whatever. But I mean, that was one thing. And then another guy came up, and he didn't even know that we were going to be there. He was just there eating, and found out we were upstairs. He comes up and he said <laughs> it, he he had just had some sort of heart operation like a month ago. And he said to us, "You guys kept me alive through that. Like yeah. there was part of me that was thinking." You know, uh, what do I have? Well, I'll just slip away here. Yeah. You know, and and, That's and he great. said, you know, and and you see, it's like a, to make the point, you know, where I'm thinking, well, this is my job. There's good days, there's bad right. days. Yeah, it is really cool that you know people are affected yeah. by the show like that, and it does maybe bring some joy. Right. Take bringing it back. Well, to and I'll say, you know, look, it's not keeping me alive, but well, yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> well, you haven't had your heart attack yet. <laughs> <laughs> It's coming. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, he keeps working with me. It's going to come that's, sooner that's than later. True. But uh, you know, I'm I'm lucky enough to have a job where I can right. listen to the podcast to you guys all afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, I listen in the morning too, mm-hmm. but then I can I can listen to pretty much the whole show. But listen, I have my shitty days here at work too, where I'm just you know the, the clock is moving as slow as can be. But to be able to listen to you guys, you know, and even other podcasts I listen to, but. It moves the day along, and it's yeah. I'm I'm lucky that I'm able to do that. So you know, I think jokes, I think humor when yeah. it's right, when it's good, when it's not forced, and it's not you know so many of these shows you know God bless them, hope they all make a million dollars. They're just right. very scripted, and I think when there's good improvisation, and we have days where we're better at it than other days, but when it really really works, 
I think it's unique and, and yeah, it, it, right. there's nothing like really laughing. You know, uh, yeah. it's a really really laughing. It, I know. it yeah. changes the day for you. I think. Oh, definitely. And do you guys? Well, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, it's completely unrelated, sort of. But you were talking about like just doing your job. You know, I, I often like say the same thing about like teaching. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you know I, I have other passions, and um, I was in the post office the other day. And I was standing there, and a woman, a couple people ahead of me knocked something over, and I had nothing in my hands. I was just picking something up. So I picked it up, put it back on the counter. You know, there's some papers and stuff like that. It was no big deal. She was like, thanks. The guy behind me says to me, um, he said he was standing there with an older woman, and he says to me, oh, well, I guess you did your good deed for the day. And I said, oh, that's funny. I thought teaching, you know, 23rd graders <laughs> was my good deed right. for the day. You know, that kind of felt pretty good. You know, getting through that, right. especially around Christmas time, yeah. is like, cra- you know, holiday mm-hmm. time is crazy. And um, then I'm standing there, and then the older woman grabs me by the arm, and she says, that's right. He's our favorite teacher we ever had, you know. And right. I looked at her, and I was like, oh, my God. And it was a girl that I had my first year of teaching. She's now almost 16 years old. Whoa. And uh, it was her grandmother. And – um. I had met the grandmother a few times because she would always come in for conferences and stuff. And actually, this young girl, her mother passed away a couple years ago. So she went through some tough times, and now she's down in Savannah. But long story, it was like those are no, things where you're like, wow, you know, that feels well, good. people really do have an effect on each other. Yeah. I think that sometimes it's, you know, we get – we're all self-centered. Yeah. And we all see the world through our own little yeah. kind of thing, yeah. you know. But it's – and I don't even think it – I don't like to be contrived about, well, I'm going to do something good today or whatever. Right. But – it doesn't take much to really affect another person, mm-hmm. and, and, and it, it, it does have a blowback on you as well when you mm-hmm. know you've sort of you know, made somebody's day a little right. nicer. Hey, it, it, it makes your day nicer. I know that's like kind of pap, but you know, it, it really is true. It no, works. It is. I mean, nowadays with everybody, you know, the way people are nowadays, yeah. if somebody's just basically courteous yeah, when exactly. I'm in line somewhere, it makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah. I know. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Well, well, it's like you, you almost have to do so little right. to be revered <laughs> as like this. He's a hero. Right. If somebody he let, said thank you. If somebody <laughs> let me, lets me into their lane on the highway, I'm right. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah, I met I an never, angel on the highway right, today. Right, right. <laughs> I never get that when you let somebody in and it's obvious let somebody in and they don't have the ability no way to give you away. Turn, yeah. yeah. I mean, what is going on? What I'm is going you, on with that life yeah. where, I mean, are they thinking, um, I'm not going to let him know that I'm weak? Nowadays, they're texting is what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody's distracted. Unfortunately. They probably didn't even mean to let you in. They right, just right. were in the middle of it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to finish this here anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, nobody, look nobody's up. looking through their windshield anymore while they're driving. Have you noticed that? Well, you know, I mean, people are scary out there. I mean, I think about that this time of year. I'm, I, you know, people, uh, people get depressed all the time. You don't know when you're dealing with people you're working yeah. with. I mean, yeah. somebody you're working with. I mean, and you know, we all go through it from time to time to a certain degree. But some people get real clinical and they get really, you know, sort of dragged down by it. And you see it all the time. You know, if you if you take any time to talk with people individually and sort of bust through whatever their sort of uh, you know their facade is you know yeah. there, there's problems i mean it, people are dealing with yeah. all kinds of shit all the time right. and i think we forget that about each other yeah. you know we, we it's it, and just to, yeah. just to do something nice for somebody is it, it's it, you, you don't know how much effect it can have yeah well not to not to bring up you know teaching again but we see it a lot with the kids when the holidays come and then the end of the year too excuse me um who am i 
Howard Stern all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> we see it with the um, with the kids. You know, when the holidays come, as excited as they are, they also start getting like all rambunctious and stuff in a whole different way because a lot of them, working at a lower privileged school, mm-hmm. a lot of them have free breakfast, free lunch, and right. so now it's like, where's my meals going to come from every day? Right. They're going to be left home alone. Probably a lot of them shouldn't be, right. and it's not all the kids, right. but there's a lot of them that that's their situation, and school is actually like regular life for them, yeah. Yeah. and so you take it away. It sounds exciting, you know, but then they're also kind of like, and they're they're totally different. It's fun. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's so there's so much you know, kind of tragedy in the world. Yeah. I mean, that you have to, you almost have to work to not ignore it. It doesn't do you any good to ignore it, but to put it into context and remember the good things and right. uh, and, and all of that. It takes, you know, that's my message in this Christmas time. All right. It, you Sometimes you have to work to be happy. I just, um, I know we're going to talk about some of the video stuff, but yeah. um, I just yesterday was pulled out this thing and put it back online that, the movie I made a year ago, a little vi- short video yeah. called Xmas. And <clears throat> we put it out there last year. And for an entire year, no one had any idea what the hell it meant. I mean, it's a strange little thing yeah. and uh, it's very goofy. And so, th- and I, I liked that. And so for some reason I was in a mood last night and I kind of put it back up again. Yeah. And I said, you know, I know what it means. Do you know what it means? And I kind of got this thread going conversation with people, you know, trying, yeah. whatever. Did you just put it and on Facebook or what? Just put it, up, put it up on yeah. Facebook. I mean, it's always been online, but once you stop well, telling yeah. people where yeah. it is, you know, so it got like 1500 hits last year. Wow. And, <laughs> uh, and, and, and so, uh, but then it stops obviously. And, it, and it's around Christmas, whatever. So, uh, you know, I said, well, I'll tell you tomorrow t- being today. And I put it up there today, and it's a lot like what we're talking about here. Is you know the story is about ennui. You know, oh. it's that it's that ennui. ennui. It's boredom. It's that uh, it's that thing where you ha- where anticipation gives way to anticlimax. Yeah, you know, in life, and this is really true when you find yourself bored when you shouldn't be right. like there's a part of you that knows i should not be bored with this right, right. i look forward to this right. and yet you it, find yourself in that situation and you've got that in, and then you get scared you know like what is mm-hmm. life itself yeah. and it happens to everybody yeah. to one is, degree is, or another is anything going to get me excited again <laughs> exactly. am i, I going to get that feeling back from yeah. that yeah. people totally do, people go through this in relationships yeah. And, and, yeah. and everything well and it's the, even buying something new you know say you wanted right. a certain tv for a while and you finally get it and, and then the next that, day you're like uh, all right yeah that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And the point of the the video yeah. revealed today is that it's the point is that you do have to sometimes work to get through. Yeah. And to you you have to know that there's happiness out there even yeah. when you're not feeling it. Yeah. And sometimes that means just sort of going through the motions even. You know, and until you get to the other side, yeah. knowing that it's going to be there, there's going to be better days. And I think if more people understood that, um, we might have, you know, a lot less suicide. I mean, because yeah. suicide is a temporary thing. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a mood. Right. I mean, when you're clinically depressed, I mean, it really could have been, you know, one psychiatrist or one drug or right. something that could have made you see the other the other way when it's not clinical. Um, it's just a matter of, well, I've got to force myself to get up off this couch. Yeah. And go outside and look at the sun, right. yeah. even though I'm not interested in doing that, just because <laughs> right. I know objectively I got to go do it right. because I got to work myself through this and, and, and get to the other side. And, you have and, to work at happiness. And I don't think it's just working to go and, and make sure you, you do do that, you know, go and find that happiness. Sometimes 
I, I'll be somewhere and I'll just remind myself to kind of take a snapshot. You know, if I'm having a good right. yeah. time to be like, you know right. what? Let me step back for a second. This, this is, is good. All, this is awesome. I <laughs> yeah. feel great, right? You know, I'll be yeah. out at dinner. I'll, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be yeah. having a nice meal. I've got a nice glass of wine. And the I'll, mood is right. The lighting's right. The, the mood is right. Uh, uh, please, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill my son. I, I can't but, fight uh, through Paul McCartney. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas song. Not that song. It's uh, such a strange <laughs> song, too, isn't it? No, no, we're not, we're not even go. Let's not go there. Don't go there. He doesn't listen to the show enough. He doesn't know. <laughs> You'll drive me crazy. Yeah, if I get him starting, starting with the dogs, we'll um. really be in trouble. But uh, stop it. But, uh, well, like I'm saying, I mean, just if, yeah. if you're – if you're in a good situation, just yeah. take a snapshot. Yeah. yeah you know, just sit there and be like, you know true. what? This feels good. And that, that usually Another lasts thing, me for a while. Something I've been doing for a couple of years now, uh, maybe two and a half years, it's just occurred to me I mean, with, with age, is to question anger, too. I mean, sometimes it's appropriate to be angry, but it should not be a – it should be a rarity in your life that you're truly yeah. angry. It shouldn't be a daily occurrence. It shouldn't be and, – and now I get to the thing where I, I start to get angry and I really have trained myself to say, oh, no, hold on. Is this really something yeah. to get angry about? And nine times out of ten, it's not. Right. And you know, I'm sure – I don't know how long I'm going to live, but I think I'm giving myself a couple of years on the other side because – I don't know about you, but anger – I used to yell – you know, loud, you know, yeah. just, you know, this is what I, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I've kind of, I can't remember the last time I had sort of a yelling fit. Yeah. You know, it's been a long <laughs> time because I really worked at it like, this is too much. You, know, you can't live this way. Yeah. You've got to be hard. able to pull back. Well, do you go, remember you know, the last time you had a yelling fit? I, yeah, actually, I do. Is it work? Oh, yeah. Can we not talk about it? Well, so it was a couple of years or ago. Or was during a, fired up again. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the whole point. You know? I mean, it was, it was during a meeting, and yeah. you know, it was a meeting where I was kind of set up to be the fall guy. And once I realized it, you know, I uh-huh. was very trigger happy then. You know? yeah. I said, you know, okay, I'm not going to stand here and take this, blah, blah, blah. And then right, I had right. to be talked into sitting back down. And, you know, after the meeting was over, you know, people came up to me and said, yeah, you were set up and that was wrong and, you know, whatever. And so they were going to come tell me that whether I got angry or not. That's what <laughs> right. I learned from it. Um, and you have to allow – you're not going to win every move right. in, in, in the game of life. Sometimes yeah. you have to, you know, you don't want to miss the forest for the trees. You sit back. Now, if somebody comes back at you again and again and again and you yeah. got to stand up, then, yeah, then you do Sometimes you're in a job where, you, you know, if you're surrounded by assholes that just grate you on you every day. You're not going to change them. That's You're what I've right. that's what I've learned. You're not going to change them. You can only change your way of doing your work. Yeah, at right. the end of the day, this is really true. If you go home and you feel like you did the best you could given the circumstances, not with excuses, right. but saying, I really did do the best that I could, yeah. you'll feel happy inside. Yeah. But you're never going to change that bitch at the office. Yeah. She was a bitch yeah, before yeah. you met her, and she's going to be a bitch after you're out of her right. life. And what you need to do is just figure out a way to deal with that person so that they don't bring you yeah. down or whatever but there's no unfortunately you'll be thinking about you'll find a different job yeah, you, know? you might be you might be and it might be the best thing for you or you might just figure out a way to do it but my point is there's no universal sheriff and it certainly ain't you you're <laughs> not going to bring justice yeah, yeah. to everybody who deserves it you just have to be able to go okay well that's how that person is mm-hmm. you know i feel bad for them or whatever or right. maybe they're miserable or whatever oh, yeah. you know Oh, we have, I mean, you know, again, my profession, you know, we have a ton of that, you know, like people worrying about what everybody else is well, you get doing or not parents. doing. But, yeah, I don't, not at my particular school, but, you know, the, the biggest thing is like, 
if it's not affecting me in my classroom, I have a hard time getting myself too worked up about it. I mean, right. I know there's some people not doing their job, some people not doing whatever they need, but you know, I got to worry about what's going on in my own class. But you know, I, I, I was thinking about what you were saying about just work through to the happiness. I, that really is a big thing, you know, just like just making yourself do things sometimes yeah. when yeah. you don't want to do it is such a big thing. Cause I, I talked about that and I've talked about this with Ira before, you know, I guess in private, but you know, like, like I have anxieties at times and my biggest thing is like, you know, I don't really like to fly very much, you know, but it's like, if I stop doing it, then right. it starts to win. Mm-hmm. So you have to just keep doing right, it. Right. And it's the same kind of thing with yeah. that. Like if you sit on that couch cause you're feeling down and all that stuff, then you're letting it win. But right. if you get yourself up and go do nothing or just get outside or, and or, or rake bake a, a leaf pie, yes, <laughs> whatever right. it is, right. put together you're something, yeah. you know, when you start moving, and you get your right. brain kind of going on other things. It, it really does work now. I mean, we all know there's a clinical side of this that you oh, need, yeah. you need sure. professional to help. Address, but most yeah. of us, most of us just kind of get down. Right. I'm and, seeking well, it, Eric. I'm seeking it. And then, <laughs> you know, another thing is I think the three of us are mature and old enough to, if we do get angry and we get into that place where we start flipping out, I think it's more genuine than, you know, nowadays, you know, people will look at the real world and see people start being overly dramatic yeah, right. and blowing up and that's how they think people mm-hmm. are really supposed to act right you know, yeah where they're starting to lose their minds over nothing yeah you know oh so, yeah it's like the it's the whole famous being for being famous thing you know kind of to relate it you know people are excuse me kids are growing up now and they're thinking i am do where's my moment right, right. it's right. not like you're 15 minutes of fame anymore like everybody sort of gets it. it's 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 now it's like it's more than that yeah. and when is it and where is it and I want to get it and take it. But it, it, it shows like that that, you know, make like temper tantrums supposedly okay. Right. You know? right, it's right like that, yeah. That's how you're supposed it's to charming. act. Charming. <laughs> right. It's She's like, a bitch. It right. sets her charming signature thing. She's right. a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I hate insane. dramatic shit. You oh, know? I, I mean, it drives me it. crazy. And that's why I can't watch those shows. I know. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's not the only reason. I read like confrontation. I really don't. <laughs> no, I don't either. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't like confrontation. I don't. I don't. My, see mine the goes really it. bad though. Like yeah. I can't even. You know, <laughs> if I'm well, really being screwed over by somebody, right. I can't even confront. Well, them, if know. I have to do that, I'll just yeah. sort of set myself and go. Okay, go in there and say what you have to yeah. say. But even then, you know, you you always win. I think by being a gentleman. You know, I I really do. It may not seem like it there, no. but there's other yeah. people in that room. And ultimately, if uh, if you're the person who accepts blame when it's when you did, yeah. you know, when you do say, "Hey, that was my fault." I mean, right. it, people don't realize how powerful that is in a workplace where most people are just playing. You stand up, and say, "No, you know what? I did yeah. that wrong. I screwed, I, up. I, I screwed that up, and, yeah. and I've learned from that, and whatever." That is so powerful to the people who can actually really help you in that. I hope. I mean, down I, the line. I, now, if you're doing it every day, every project you have, well, it may- <laughs> you know what? I screwed this up too. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> ah, no how long are we going to deal with this guy? <laughs> I like his honesty, but he's yeah, incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Um, all right, where did we start? There was something. Oh, we started with, I don't know. Well, we were talking about the show in general, yes. your show. Uh, and people telling me that it kept them alive. And it kept them alive, yeah. and that was That's, good. That is great, though. I mean, I'm sure you, you've had a bunch of that. Um, I did want to bring up one thing on your show that I've been really digging lately, one uh, segment you guys have been doing. And I don't know if you heard this or not, but they've been doing an yeah. iPod off. <laughs> oh, you were telling me about. It. See, that, I don't get a lot of time which, to listen, so I only get a few. I'm only four miles from yeah. work, so which I, I swear, you know, you're not going to believe me, but 
I had sort of like an idea like that. Maybe not to do right. for this show, right. but to do. I always thought because I love shuffle on iPod. Mm-hmm. Love know, the I, shuffle. I just love it. You know, I've so always great. Loved it. I mean, when that first came out, I had to get an iPod just for that reason. Yeah. You know, I love just being able to put. You know, and also it's a it. surprise. God, it's a surprise, great. but it's a controlled surprise. You, well, I mean, yeah. it's your music. It's not like a program director telling you what right. you're going to listen to right. next. But there is that element of well, what's going to what's going to come? What's up? coming up next? And, and then those songs that you forgot about. Like, well, see, God, that's I what I had that album. Say. That's yeah. what I was. That's the biggest thing for yeah. me. Like something will come up, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like I wouldn't have, have put this on right if it didn't just come up. And now right. I'm really glad that I'm here. So in this. good. Like uh, my iPod treated me really well on the way over here today. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I went into my car, hit shuffle. First song was "Slip Kid" by the Who. Nice. Yeah. Which. I haven't heard in a long time. That is a great song. It is a good tune. You and I got to talk about doing yeah. that one. Okay. Went I'm right into uh, Torn and Frayed. Oh, nice. Uh, Exile on Main Street. Ooh, yeah. that's a, that's one of my favorite albums. And right? I was like, uh, you know, you ever have that though when your iPod's yeah. treating you right it's one just day? Doing so good. But then there's days so where good. it's not treating you right. <laughs> I'm like, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. But Next. if for somebody that's not familiar, the, uh, you guys on the show. Well, I mean, they, I guess Steve and Larry. Steve and Larry started and it. they started it, and then I joined in. I kind of pulled back well, because see, Steve and Larry. And even Andrews, certainly certain the stuff degree. that's on their iPods. Well, they're, and they're, they're single oriented. You're right. So when you put stuff on shuffle, <laughs> yeah, you've got never... a bunch of different stuff that's going to come yeah. up. And for me, I'm album oriented. So if yeah, I like a band, too. I'll have ten full albums on there. Right. And if right. I like maybe five or six bands at a given time, I've got maybe thirty that are. So what kept happening is, I would hit. And I come up with the same artist oh, again. Oh, what a shock, the Beatles. Yeah. What a shock, the Beatles. That's true. It was, uh, it was yeah. Wilco driving and crying, oh, okay. flaming the lips. And um, so, I mean, I, did, I sort of pulled myself out just because I just didn't think it was helping the bit itself. Which yeah, the right. bit itself is what kind of crazy thing is going to come up next. And with yeah. me, you knew it was going to be one of five bands. You know? <laughs> well, and the bit was is to break those guys' balls about yes, what was right, going to exactly. come up yeah. next. You know, it was like the gayest songs. Right. right. The, guilty pleasure. Pleasure. the guilty pleasures. Right. Right. This goes beyond yeah, guilty pleasures. Beyond <laughs> guilt. Some, some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Self-abuse <laughs> pre- pleasures. I don't know. Or I would just say guilty. Yeah. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> guilty. Steve yeah. is fond of movie soundtracks. Yeah. That way. Well, that involved John Travolta. <laughs> yeah, and Shuffle will bring up deep tracks from movie soundtracks. Go, what the hell is this? Yeah, well, it was a lot of Frank Stallone. Right? Yes, yeah, he's a big Frank Stallone fan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he gets my head. Well, <laughs> anyway, I think that's a great bit, though, man. I, it's, you know what? It. It's one of those things that I got to tell you that I didn't hear well. Like, we started doing it. Yeah. And while doing it, I, I, it really kind of felt like filler to me. But there, nothing has gotten the response as a new thing, as a new segment. Yeah, the way the iPod off has. I mean, so I mean, not even uh, homeless karaoke. But, but I mean, that's oh, an old bad. segment. I mean, right, right, well, right. I mean it's something new started. you throw in. Oh. I mean, overwhelmingly, people are getting in touch with us and saying, oh, right. "I love that. I love that." So sometimes you just have to well, say, just, "Well, okay, I didn't hear it, but it's obviously right. really entertaining." Yeah. Well, and I thought it would be more entertaining for guys like us that are into music, mm-hmm. and we, we would probably do the same thing <laughs> and you right. know see what would come up. That's but. cool. That's cool about it too. Is that it sounds like something that you could take. Like, well, somebody at a gathering up. or something turned into a drinking game. Well, that's or exactly. Right. Somebody, somebody called up and said that, that they did that. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, they had some sort of rules of how, like how it works. Three guys and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They, you judge, and the person right. with the worst song has to take a drink or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, that's oh, when you know totally things doing well. Right. When, when your segment begets, Re- resonates yeah, with yeah, yeah. A, a, a drinking right. game, I think that's what you know. Well, it's a strong segment. That segment also resonated with me just because not 
because it was a game, but like I'll put my iPod on here at work at the shop, and there's there's other people working in here, and I just put it on random. And sometimes I'm like, oh no, oh this this just came up. Oh shit, I got to fast forward this, you know? Or, You're running or, to. You know, you know, oh shit, I forgot I put this album on there. I'm go- I'm gonna look like such an ass. The wider and, lesson, you know, from that. And Murray thing is uh, <laughs> with morning shows, and you know, most of the morning shows just being so terrible and maybe not even for the fault of the people on the air mostly because the people that control them and tell them what they can do and what they can't do but i have a friend who produces a morning show and i won't say who my friend is or what the show is but um he uh, weeks before we started the ipod off which was larry's idea not mine but it just so happened that weeks before uh, we started doing that i was talking with my friend who produces this other show and there's a segment on that show where they go to one of the hosts and they say well what's on his ipod today and it's a real reverent kind of thing. You know? right. It's like, well, yeah. people want to know what's right. on his iPod. And my buddy, who is one of the producers, said, you know, it might be kind of funny if every once in a while, when they expect such quality, some kind of guilty pleasure <laughs> or some kind of thing comes up. And he was completely shot down by the power. Well, you don't understand. This is important to people. Yeah. They want to know what's on the host. They're going to go you know, to yeah. iTunes right. and emulate your right. playlist. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, 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 and we're going to rerun it and everything. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and, and, and I don't think this – and so it's kind of a mediocre thing there. Yeah. And then Larry comes up with this thing, which is exactly what my friend – he just wanted to wanted do every to once in a yeah. while. Right, right, right. And we start doing it and people love it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you, you really – the. That's just my way of saying is that right. I don't know how you can make it in radio right now trying to be yeah. a morning show because the people who are giving you advice mm-hmm. nine times out of seriously. ten just don't know what the hell they're talking about. They yeah. don't know what entertainment is. They think <laughs> they think it's all about reverence. They think it's right. all about, you know, don't disappoint and don't – people – radio is a cult of personality and once people – zone into you and they like you your perspective and, and how you see the world they're gonna like that's what they want they yeah, want yeah. more of that and even if they don't like something they'll give you a break you know right. like, oh, well i like most of the stuff right. so something good will come well, up yeah, in Tuesday 10 minutes show is shit but wednesday yeah exactly <laughs> you know everybody's gonna have a shit show every yeah, once yeah. in a while and if you're if you're just barely holding on all the time or so desperate like so many of these shows one bad show will tank you, kill yeah. you, because they'll pull you into the office. They'll beat the shit out of you. They'll play the <laughs> tape back at you. They'll tell you why you're such a piece of crap. And, you know, then it doesn't help the next performance. Right. You know, so <laughs> that's just a way of showing that you got I don't know how to do it. I mean, we're lucky in the fact that we have a little bit of legacy. People leave us alone. Yeah, right. We're allowed to kind of play around. But I tell you, when you hear morning radio and people say, oh, it sucks. It's so terrible. It's not. Sometimes it's about the talent. Right. But it's not. It's not completely about the talent. It's right. about the people who tell them what they can and cannot say on the air. You know? Well, some of your run-ins in the past have probably set you up for success at this point because now they know, like, well, this is what we're getting. So we've got to right. be, you know, so that's that's. Well, when we thing. were hired for this this time around, we were hired as knowing what you, what you right. are. We want you guys yeah. to do what you, you are. You guys do, do what, what you do. do. Don't I mean, lose the license. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's the rule. Don't lose the license. <laughs> And, and do what you do. And like three or four times a year, they say, please don't do that. And because right. it's so rare, you go, oh, okay, fine. Well, it sounds and, like – go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, it just sounds like you know these program directors and all this stuff, they take what something that's supposed to be fun and they're taking it too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it's supposed to be fun. Let people have they fun They think it's it. a science and it's not. It's not a science. You, you, either, you either can do it. science. Right. I always hated science. I'm a huge fan of science in its proper place. Yeah, he's I would want to so good at science. science yeah. I would want to improvise my That's way right. through physics. Right, <laughs> everything has right. its proper place. I mean, the good thing about your guys' show. Hey, and, gravity! Uh, did you ever hear this one? Hey. Yeah, right. What's the deal? Uh, 
you know, about how talented you guys are is you can pretty much take any idea. And right. even if it's a shitty idea, you guys can make it funny because you bust, you break your own balls about it. That's what I like best right. about the and show. And that's, and you know, for me, self-deprecation I mean, right. and that whole thing. Yeah. And it's good that I'm not, you know, completely in charge and you have different minds going about it. But right. for me, I, I don't care. I don't particularly necessarily look forward to having guests or anything like that. I, yeah. I could go in there every day and just whatever's in the news or whatever happened to yeah. somebody last night. We'll you know, we're, we're, we're paid to talk for four hours and right. and be humorous seventy five percent of the time yeah. and serious where it's appropriate. And to me, I mean, that's just what I'm built to do. It's a good know? job, I, right I, there. I, I would like to do. Sometimes it's like, oh, you know. Well, you know, somebody's coming on with a name and it's kind of like, well, they don't know us and right. now i got to kind of back off. Yeah. And it's just not the same spirit, you know. Yeah. Has it been a struggle for you in the past, you know, <laughs> trying to make sure that you're funny and, and, and interesting and blah, blah, blah? Well, it's like we were talking about natural? before about happiness and stuff. You just have it's, you have to work toward it. It's there, right? I mean, it's not, you know, yeah. Thursday isn't less funny than Wednesday necessarily unless some sort of horrible thing happens. A little right. bit maybe, though? Uh, you got it. It's, it's, a little it's more about me. You know, it's more about me. It's like <laughs> sometimes I'm driving to work right. at four in the morning you know halfway there i'll realize i'm in a crappy mood and I'm, you right. can't do this you can't go yeah. in there like that you got to go in and you know it's a fun job if we let it be yeah. sometimes it's not but i mean it's usually a fun job do you yeah. have shows though where you guys wrap it up and you guys are off the air at 10 and you have like a big rush going kind of because it was a good yeah. show do you still get that yes yeah. absolutely Cause, Cause, I mean, because i mean every time he and i do a podcast yeah. no yeah it, we, keep yeah, we, we haven't had any moment. bad ones luckily <laughs> so you know um he and i are like you know yeah. sometimes we'll call each other on the way home yeah you know, and we're talking the whole ride home, just like, oh, this is great. And, you know, no, you we, get that we get that I wish we got more into that or I wish, we, you know, that, yeah, was, yeah. that went well. You, know, you get yeah. that feeling like you're walking, you know, like an inch off the off the Right. Yeah. Off the so I was wondering for ground. for a veteran, you know, do you still get that same no, feeling absolutely. that we do? I still you know? love it. it when, I think I was here last time. It's like um, being in a jazz band. I think I said that yeah, last yeah. time. Just and riffing. You, and, yeah. and you're, you're, you're improvising all the time, but obviously you have better sets than others. Right. And, um, yeah, when it, when it really, really goes – and it's like anything else. I mean, I'm sure you guys feel it on stage. I mean, there's moments where you just know that it's good. And yeah. and, and the, when that happens, it, it, it propels you to be even better, you know, yeah, throughout right. the rest of the yeah. performance. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, those moments still feel just – I mean, why right. else do you get into something right. like this where you're – you know, I mean, those moments feel great. I'm sure if, I, if you're an architect, the moment that you yeah. come across that different design, you know it's yeah. – you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, everybody gets it if you're doing right. what you want to be doing in yeah. life. You have those days right. where – because you know you're decent at it. And then you have these days where you go, wow. People you know, for that it, yeah. minute – I was the best. <laughs> I <laughs> you know? nailed it right there. Right. The funny thing is when... It's about we, how long it usually lasts. For me. The, the worst shows we've ever played where we knew it was the worst show, yeah. that's when people came up going, that was the great. best I've ever heard, yeah. you guys. Yeah. You know, it's, like, oh, it's really? hard to judge your own performance. It's true. Well, uh, yeah, we were just talking about... I was just well, reading about somebody who was saying that... Uh, who was I reading about? Uh, an interview with some musician who was... Uh, oh, it was. Uh, I was watching an interview with the drummer from the Black Crows. And he was talking about. Um, I always find you know, a way to put the, the, sneak the well, black crows you know, in on this show. He though. likes them. Oh, you know, get them in. But he did. He he said exactly that. And we've had that. And when I was watching it, I was thinking, Oh my god, this is exactly yeah. the truth. He was saying, you know, shows where he thinks I was just nailing it. I was right. crushing it. You know, people come on eh, off night, huh? You know, not so. <laughs> <laughs> and then the nights where he was like, God, I was all over the place. My timing, my pace. People come up and they're like, Man, you guys keep so loose. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, By we, the way, can uh, we give you – no, well, I just wanted to say since we were sort of talking about the show, your show, and this and that, 
huge thank you for I oh, mean, you yeah. mentioned us a couple times oh, on your a show. couple yeah, days yeah. in a row. Did it and, uh, help? Did it with people? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it did. I think it did. Yeah, we got a lot of um Well, you're lucky. I'm off the air. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, and I had thought about that. And when we were talking about you coming, I was like, I fucked up because uh, yeah. yeah said, All you get is my fi- my Facebook people. Like, I know. Oh, hey, that'll be enough. That's a lot of people. That's good. <laughs> no, yeah, thanks so much cuz I th- yeah, I think we had uh, us. you had mentioned us like in the afternoon, like at the end of the show one day you said something we were like, "Holy shit." We were like you know, psyched. We're like, oh my God, how many people heard that? You know, <laughs> and then like the next morning, you did it like right in the beginning of the show. We we're like, oh my God, like, way more people even heard that. So that was really no, cool. Good. We I, were pumped. I like to hopefully people will think, well, if we have this person on, it helps in some way. And and that leads me also to something I wanted to bring. I, I could bring it up in the middle of the show. I was going to bring it at the end, but I put a, if you're listening to this right now through our website, look to your right. <laughs> on the, uh, <laughs> the home page, we put up a little survey. It's like I was in the room. Um, and we, we signed with this company. It's going to kind of track, you know, how many people are listening and okay. what they like about the show and blah, 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 blah. And it'll take you like five minutes, you know. Um, just click, click a little going. link that says listener survey and uh, yeah, just do us a favor. Give us a little uh, holiday gift there. Yeah, there's yeah. the end of me being a recurring guest. <laughs> I hate that guy. Yeah, right. What did you think no of the way. last episode? Yeah. I think it's going to be a little more generalized. <laughs> yeah. He's so full of himself. But uh, if you're listening on iTunes, go to our website. It's uh, twofacesradio.com. Uh, That's it. And uh, go to our homepage. Right on the right there, yeah, there's a little link to a survey. Yeah, uh, right, because a lot of people do listen on iTunes. So, yeah, right. if you could take that minute, that'd be great for us. And also, you know, even just more simple route, if everybody, anybody who's out there that really does like the show and you know you're one face tell another face you know yes. like please do that tell somebody it. else to check it out and uh that's always good word of mouth let's get a zillion nice. faces listening let's get lots of faces <laughs> yeah <laughs> two faces doesn't mean that's the only amount of listeners <laughs> yeah. we want it's not like a the room will only fit two right that's right <laughs> we can accommodate more than two we can accommodate more than two faces we so. need more face <laughs> so all right so back into uh well do you want to get into uh kind of the reason i i i, I do I know. I, I wanted do. to get you back in. I mean, I want to get you back in anyway, just uh, for whatever. But uh, Ira, one, please, I'm very please. excited about my Eric current been, projects. Yeah, I'm pumped about <laughs> it too. Um, do you want to just explain it, or you, uh, if I if I start explaining, it, I'm probably going to fuck something. Well, up. Well, I, I, <laughs> I mean, well, what I'm doing right now, it's kind of two projects. Two pronged with, with a two pronged because there's well, the video two, and then there's the documentary, right? So uh, with driving and crying, okay, yeah. Uh, who, as far as I'm concerned, uh, put out the album of the year. It's a year. great album. It is. It is, and and it offends me that That's, it's localized yeah. or regionalized. It's a really good, and, album. and and it, it bothers me that maybe some people, you know, this is the first album they put out in 12 years, mm-hmm. and it, and people are going to drift. And yeah. people may not even know they're even doing anything anymore. Right. And so it, it, it's, it bothers me on a double level where I know that there's even a fan base that doesn't know the album's out, that yeah. already likes Driving and Crying. Yeah. And I also know that it's one of those albums that for the type of people that like music like that are going to like – it just has to be heard. Yeah, the right. more it's heard, the more it's going to be appreciated. And that's why I just took to just saying what I think every time I talk about it, saying the album of the year, the Great American <laughs> Bubble Factory, right. by driving and crying. So they come in. You know, when we when regular guys first came to town in '98, 
Kevin Kenny was one of the first sort of notable guests that we had on. I can't. I know it was in the first couple of weeks. I don't, I don't know exactly when it was, but it was in the first, uh, definitely within the first month. And for people who don't know Driving and Crying, Kevin Kenny is the lead guy. He's I mean, the lead, singer, singer, lead songwriter. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Sometimes his uh, solo career and Driving and Crying get a little confused, you know. But, yeah. Uh, um, Driving and Crying is when when who? Tim Tim Nielsen comes in with him, yeah. and they take his stuff and they give it the Driving and Crying sound as opposed yeah. to his uh, his solo sound. And Kevin uh, Kenny was booked for about three hours at one point and on then, our show and then some there was a, a oh, schedule didn't make mi- it? it it was a schedule mix up okay. and so i talked to you know a couple people that are sort of managing him but i had already started doing some of actually it was about a day i think he was booked for and i had already started doing some research so i that's when i listened to that album and and some of the interviews and stuff and it's it's great it's a oh, great rock and roll album it's a it's a and it's a great band i think that well I, i'm getting ahead of myself yeah, because yeah. how i've kind of come to to this place so kevin was on i when i was in upstate new york in radio yeah. in the early 90s uh, the first intern that i ever had my, my first time i had an intern uh he was into music but i i wasn't really into a lot of the stuff that he was into but he liked the black crows and i liked them and he liked some other stuff but he also liked extreme and bands <laughs> like that that i didn't like so he he liked driving and crying at their when when um, uh, Fly Me Courageous yeah. Yeah. went big. Yeah. Um, and so that was really the only exposure to Driving and Crying right. I had. I didn't dislike them. Right. Um, and I, I had heard Which some was of the their, same with me growing up yeah, in Jersey. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I knew I, about I that album. Them. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't dislike them, but I didn't, you know, yeah. grasp them. So I, when Kevin came in, when we first came in in 98 and played Honeysuckle Blue, it just knocked me out. I mean, I said, well, this is real. This is not just some, right. something. Fly like, by night. This right. is real. Yeah. And... Uh, and so I started to follow them a little more, you know, then. And then they, they kind of went away. And, and, and this year, I think in the summer, Kevin came into the show and solo did some of the songs that, that, were, that ended, up, ended up on this album. Yeah. And then a few months later, the band came in on the show. And then they also came in and did a performance in-house that was off-air. And I was just so blown away. And then I went and I listened to the record, and it was so damn good. It is. But they, I, they hadn't come on the show, or hadn't, he hadn't come on a show, I mean, even back at Clear Channel? or mm, No, Kevin hadn't been on our show since, I think, the 90s. Wow. Maybe, wow. I don't think he was ever on when we were in the Clear Channel building on right. Peachtree. I think he was just on back okay. when we were in Clear Channel. He was there doing was a, a lot of solo stuff. And yeah. He was really under the radar. Well, it turns out what happened was they were about to do a Driving and Crying album, and then 9-11 happened oh. they, they booked a, they their 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 studios time started uh the first day was september 12th 2001 oh, was booked shit. and they went in it's and they kind of i guess for a week or two they sort of tried to do it but with everything that was going on they just yeah. and and as you when you hear the album it's a very sort of optimistic album and this sort of material was kind of starting then um perseverance being a theme of the album in america and that sort of thing <laughs> and it just didn't feel, i don't well, know that was an interesting part yeah. of his interview where he talked about he said Every song I write is either about America or a girl. Or girl. Right, right. And he said, and usually if it sounds like it's about a girl, it's about America. And it sounds <laughs> right. like it's, I'm talking about America. Yeah. I'm really talking about a girl. Okay. Yeah. So, it's so cool. when I, I was just kind of putting their songs up on my Facebook and, and Ken Green and James Barber, who Ken's from the vintage, well, we, it, vintage Earth Music. That's and, who, yeah. And that's who we know. That's right. who we're in contact with. Ken's a great with, guy. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and James is more in the managerial kind of part. Uh, you know, they kind of got in touch. We said, thanks for... Thanks for helping out with this, you know, getting the word out. And just as kind of a joke, I sort of threw out there, you know, I'd, I'd do the video for I See Georgia if only they'd ask. That was really kind of joking. Yeah, yeah. And 
a week later, I was sitting at Fontaine's with Kevin and Tim. And oh, we were wow. talking about it. And I thought, um, I don't know why, I thought that the more sort of exotic ideas I had, that they would veto. Like that. For some reason, I thought Kevin would just want to be down to earth and, and yeah. traditionalist. But it wasn't that way at all. I mean, yeah. the more the I more can hear sort him now of, too, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and and so it was a really good conversation, and we left there. And what I loved about it is that they're just they just leave me alone. They just say, "Look, we trust you. You know, wow. well, you 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 want to do it, you know, and and we'll do it." So, well, were they planning on making a video for the I song? I don't know. I, I think that they may have certainly, obviously, they thought about it, but I don't oh. think, but I don't know that they. It was probably just going to be maybe a performance thing or, or something yeah, like yeah. that. And footage. I wanted to come in and do, <clears throat> you know, a storyline and the band. An old-fashioned so, video. Old-fashioned, you know, thing, thing yeah. going on. And uh, so uh, we started doing that, and I started uh, – went to a show, brought my home camera, did a little thing with that. Just got to know the band and, and realize how funny they are, what great guys they are. And, and the more I'm around them, I just realized that the fan base should be much larger because yeah. the album is the best of the year. <laughs> when they take the stage, they are unbelievable live. I mean, yeah. And bands go through – Good times and bad times. Right. right now, they are just in a really great place. They're happy to be where they are. They're happy to be driving yeah. and crying. And you, you see that on stage. So after I was hanging around with them a little bit, uh, I kind of went to Ken with the idea, next year's going to be their 25th anniversary. Oh, yeah. and, and I thought, you know, wh- why not tell this story? These guys are just so interesting. Definitely. I mean, they're interesting. Their support staff is interesting. The roadie's interesting. The guy who sells <laughs> shirts is interesting. I mean, it's just when you've got a camera on, they just yeah. give you gold, you know? Well, just to, just to be a band that's stayed around that long, right. whether no matter how big you've gotten or not, yeah, there's yeah. something mm-hmm. great about that. Well, it's like I've often said about people about uh, Cheap Trick. If you ever get a chance to see Cheap, cheap Trick, go see them because they're a band that's been playing together right. for 30 years. Yeah. And there's something that happens uh, between musicians when they've yeah. been playing together that long yeah. that is intangible. Yeah. And that, that so Drive and Cry and have that and they have this this this, this great album. So. I thought again, I would say, I, I said to Ken, you know, could you talk to Kevin and, you know, I know it'll be a pain in the ass, but if he just thinks about it just being for one year, if maybe every time he turns around, there's a camera in his face, <laughs> you know, whatever, uh, I just think it would be really good. I think we put together something really nice. And, yeah. and, and for me, it gives me sort of material to do a full feature, right. full length feature. I don't yeah. have to worry about writing well, lines. Is that, is that what the actors. premise is going to be, like a year with Driving and Crying? Yeah, or? the 25th okay. year. Yeah, that's my initial right. My initial premise is that. And we're going to start. Um, well, anyway, yeah. I, again, as I've found with Kevin. Um, he's way more accommodating than that than I always expect him to be. And right. literally within 30 minutes of me suggesting this to Ken, uh, I got a call back from Ken, and Kevin had invited me up to you know for a weekend at his place for you know kind of booze and stories and oh. you know that sort of thing to get those wow. 25 years of stories. Sweet. So what I'm trying to do now, in terms of the documentary. Um, I'm looking at the documentaries that I like, and I'm trying to kind of pull out the best of of what I like. I think that a documentary should work as a film, whereas if you've never heard of this band before or you've never bought a record by them, you still the movie itself is still interesting because the story is interesting and the way you tell the story is interesting. Um, So I'm going to try to pull. I'm going to try to pull. You know uh, the. 
the best from all. You know, the try to have smart uh, footage, live footage, like from Stop Making Sense. Get good stories, like from the Flaming Lips documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, get a lot of music in there, like in the Wilco movie. Yeah, yeah. Try to take the best yeah. of all those yeah. things and put them together. Well, and, the good thing you, is you know all that stuff so right. well. So yeah. you, you know. Well, I've been watching a lot of it again, yeah. uh, knowing that I'm going to be shooting some live stuff. I've been watching a lot of live stuff. Yeah. And I can't tell you how disappointing most of it is visually. Mm. I mean, a lot of times you like a band, you don't give a damn. You know, yeah. you like the song. Yeah. But right. if you turn down the sound and you just look at how yeah. these things are shot visually, yeah. over the last, you know, few years, a lot of it is very flat and, and just two-dimensional and, yeah. and kind of uh, sort of eyesight level, like which I don't ever think rock what, stars. What, do you I have any never, examples? Or I should not look. Well, you know, a lot of the stuff that's on Direct 101 – um, just your, you know, the Eagles live, you yeah. know, just, there's just a lot of it to me. It's just very flat. And, yeah. and look, if you're shooting the band, you're there because you think the music is great. Anyway, yeah. that's a given. Yeah. But visually you want to add to it. You, yeah. You, well, you don't want to hurt it, yeah. but you want it to make it visually yeah. interesting. And what I found is, is really interesting is all of it is very much the same until you get to stop making sense. And if See, you I haven't seen that in years. yeah I haven't seen, I don't look at seen it that again at all. Yeah. and I, and I've seen it a million times really and and I hadn't seen it maybe in a, in a year or so and I started in in the context of watching a bunch of other live footage I watched it again that's Talking Heads for Talking Heads who who stop making yeah, sense right. best live film ever done I mean I thought that before I even looked at it this way hmm. um, but a lot of it is because of the show the Talking Heads put on which hmm. was intricate yeah. and interesting but if you just look at the way that Jonathan Demme shot it, uh, he, he completely different from anything else. M- most of the stuff you see is three or four or five cameras and a camera on stage, and all they do is just cut from this angle to that angle to yeah, that yeah. angle, and maybe they blend a scene in or face into a guitar or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and it's all about just angles and cuts. You watch uh, Stop Making Sense, and Jonathan Demme is doing really long. It's the same shot for a long time, like yeah. a long zoom and he's did. I realized. Well, he's shooting them like he's shooting a drama. Right. You know, he's shooting David Byrne like like you would shoot uh, uh, two lovers breaking up right. on the bank of a river with a, yeah. with, a, with, a, with, a, with a long, slow. There was one shot. I mean, it's like a minute long where it's the same <laughs> shot. It doesn't yeah. move, and then the next shot is not all that different and goes on for another thirty seconds. So hmm. I'm learning from these. You know, what's good and, and what's bad. The stuff that comes out now. There's too much, I was about to say this, there's too much eye-level stuff. I think when, when it comes to a rock band, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be looking them in the eyes. They should right. be on a pedestal. Yeah. I should be huh. in the audience, and they should be up on stage. Yeah. And they should be, you know, the, you, you've got to, you know, I'm, I kind of see myself as the, the good Leany Riefenstahl right. yeah. for driving and crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My job is to is to uh, put them on the pedestal that I think that they belong. That's you cool. Know? And, and so we're doing that, but. The other thing is the I, the IC Georgia video, well, which we uh, just started shooting. Wait, last just week. going back to uh, cinematography for a second there, though. Yeah. It's funny, yeah. You you say that too, but I, I've seen a lot of rock documentaries too. I like when they're sweeping over the stage, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen a lot of ones where they have you know the camera up on a big crane, right? And they're and they're sweeping over. I think that's kind of cool. too. I think that's a good shot, but in, and I don't know the one in particular you're talking about. But a lot of times they'll have a shot like that, and then it's used way too much because yeah. well, obviously we had this crane. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> a shot can be good, but I don't want to pay for I, the crane. Then it, we gotta, it might be that our money's worth right. in this movie. It might be that we're musicians and stuff because I'm always looking. What pedals does he have? Well, <laughs> you, know, you know, what well, amps are is he? 
keep yeah. playing, you know. And, and I, I, I always look at that stuff. Like, how's the drummer set up? You know, right. What? Yeah. No. It's, I like that shit. You know. I was gonna say the things that the things that I tend to like are it's so it's kind of cheesy in a way, but I think if you do it right. You know, like they would do it in like Woodstock. <laughs> I think the Woodstock videos is I, f- I feel like where I'm picturing it, where you see multiple or two mm-hmm. people at the same yeah. time. Oh yeah, in the moment of a song, yeah. and sometimes you can kind of catch like the, the way they're communicating. Yeah. Um. You know, like you could see Keith, you know, looking over at right. Ron Wood or something while Mix, and then you got the other shot of Mick, you know, singing mm-hmm. the song, and you kind of see those. Right. Yeah, Woodstock's kind of behind a, the scenes sort of. Woodstock's things. a great film. It, it really mean, is. It really, and, I mean, it's and it's, it's it doesn't fall. And into I this get a bigger appreciation other. for it every time mm-hmm. I see it. Actually, oh, and, and it's a great film because the stuff that's going on around the fairgrounds and, and yeah. you know is is as interesting as the stuff <laughs> right. that's going on on stage. Yeah. And that that I think what you're talking about was more a creature of late '60s, early '70s film because it showed up not just in like yeah. it showed up in. Um, I'm thinking like Steve McQueen, like Le Mans, and and and, uh-huh. and movies like that. Yeah. There, was, there was a lot of that going the conversation. on. Conversation was it in the conversation? Yeah, I think like I think that? so as well. That it movie? was kind of a it was kind of a hip thing. Yeah. at that time to just kind of show two things happening at once. Yeah. And the, and I don't know if it started with the Woodstock film, but certainly it was part of that sort of movement of. Uh, so yeah. it would be fun to kind of maybe use it. The problem is, I think on film that looks better than on video. But now video is getting so good. There's something sterile about video, and oh, when you start yeah. putting Absolutely. things in boxes, mm-hmm. you start looking like Larry King or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and yeah, so right. the, the cool thing about Woodstock as a as a as a film stock. You know, kind of thing is it, it right. really it's, it feels really cool yeah. to look at. Well, I'll, I'll so. tell you what, the post production they have nowadays though, they can get pretty damn close oh, you, to that. Look. You hit the button that says film, exactly. <laughs> and then it looks like an old film. Now from looks the like but, but even like five years ago, <laughs> right. they could still hit that button, and it doesn't it wasn't, look no right. way it does. That's right like now. what we talk about with the the uh, analog versus the digital music. Yeah. You know, like, like doing Pro Tools. I'm now. sure they could fool me now. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, Pro Tools now is, does, is not that that space is not that. I think they realized that with the analog stuff. That really, what was being missed was sort of a hum. Yeah, like the it was noise. just space. Like, yeah, it yeah. was just it, and so you can hey, okay can fill that space with a hum. It's not sure. hard. <laughs> and then you can make it this big or that big or right. whatever. So yeah, I'll hum into the thing, man. If you want, so I'm really excited because the show. If anybody hears this before December 26th in Atlanta, Georgia, yeah, right. the Tabernacle, exactly. We're gonna be there, and be even filming. though I'm, I'm working on the video video now for IC Georgia. Um, I'll be there, and that's going to be the first time that I'm sort of culling any kind of footage for the documentary. Oh, cool. I want to talk with people that are there, right. you know, 25 years, the, the people wow. who have been with them a long right. time, the new fans, the old fans, get stories. You cool. know, but, but, well, just so we whatever. set it up, so Driver and Crying is playing The Tabernacle. The Hungover. Uh, what is it? Holiday yeah. Hangover Holiday show. Hangover show. Sponsored by Rock 100.5. Yeah, it's our show. Um December 26th. December yeah. 26th. So if you can get out there and if you have I'm stories, in find, get there and <laughs> find the, uh, we'll be there, you know, taking Is it that. sold out already? It's getting close. It's selling oh, very shit. well. We're, we're it's, it, the, the happiness all around with the, all right. because what we got to get our tickets. What does guest list look like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Believe me, everybody is. Yeah, I, I know, I'm sure. Too, we're small. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we're not in. large That's people. Right. Can you guys put on a camera I can hold I can hold a camera. Can you put on a steady cam? Definitely. I know what a C-clamp is. What's really cool about this is it's forced me to... Um, I've got a radio and television degree, yeah. so does he. Yeah, or, well, we'll get we, you in. It's we, part we, of the crew. All right, there we go. Nice. <laughs> I'll, pay, I'll pay for my Don't worry, we ticket. won't hold you yeah. to it. <laughs> I'm investing um, in equipment and stuff. Yeah. Right oh, now. yeah? I just bought a Steadicam. Oh, really? From, wow. Uh, from India. This is amazing. <laughs> shit. I bought a Steadicam from India off of eBay. 
It was here in four days. I thought it was going to take Whoa. two weeks. It wasn't going to be available when I was shooting the video. And it was here in four days. That's it would have cost me $800 more to buy it in Atlanta. So I, was, so I saved $800 um, that's wow. after shipping and everything. Wow. Getting it from India. Had it here in four days, which was a few days before we started shooting the IC Georgia video. And so we were able to uh, bring that out. We already had a jib for overhead shots and things like that. Uh-huh. So overhead shots. See yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, see. Yeah. And, 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 no well, crane, though. No crane. There's Shit. no um, there's no, um, uh, <laughs> there's no band yet that's been shot. We're shooting the IC Georgia video in three chunks. And last right. week we did the first chunk, which is, you know, the storyline. The car scene. <clears throat> cars. The, yeah. the cars. The, uh, I mean, the car that they're in. Right. Um, then the next thing is I'm going to shoot the band on green screen in early January. And then there's a, a big ending where, where the people get to where they're going, which is going to be kind of like an outdoor party, which uh, you guys are invited. I need like 30, 35 people yeah. to be at this sort cool. of outdoor party. Now, here's the thing. It's, and I realized this afterward. I've been telling people how I'm going to do this. Okay, first stage. We got the first stage done. And we're going to do second. Then third, we got have this big party. And I realized after a while that it's one thing to deal with two actors in a car who are freezing their nuts off. Yeah. yeah. It was 38 degrees. Yeah. yeah. And they're supposed to be like somewhere in late summer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> driving around. Hey, movie and magic. You know. My actress has, I mean, just. I mean, she's not wearing much. She's not wearing much. Yeah. And, nice. I mean, so. Scandalic. Well, excellent yeah. video. You have You're to, an excellent director. Already you, Let me yeah, tell you. I think yeah. nothing works like pretty good. Kudos. Kudos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. works. Why would people watch videos anymore? That's right. Yeah. Um, so I well, realized, that, uh, dealing with that was one thing. And, um, and Sean. The girl, she the, yeah. on the second day, she she really started to hate me for a while. She, we're friends again, but I mean, I really <laughs> kind of tortured her a little bit. Um, and then I, I realized, oh my god, I'm telling people I'm going to do this party in the middle of January. I better get an Indian summer because <laughs> dealing with 35 people who freezing are freezing their, their nuts off. off. I, got, I got propane heaters in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll probably we'll have all that stuff going on. And, and, and I I have to say about the first um, bunch of footage that we took. I mean, you talk about that feeling that you get when you have a good show or or whatever. Usually when I do any kind of footage, the first thing that I get is something. thrown out. Well, (laughs) well, I don't have the ability to throw much out because, you know, I just have people and, you know, we had that day. And usually what I have to do is make it work. Yeah. No matter what. That's the the key. It's okay. Well, just find what's good and track it out and make it work. I got this footage back and I was just blown away. I was oh, God, I can't believe this. And I was so excited that because we're not really going to. On Monday, we're probably going to do about six or seven hours where we really get into the editing of the stuff that we shot last yeah. week. Um, but I have Final Cut at home as well, and I put it in there, and I, I yeah. took this sort of raw patch of you know really loose and, and put it together in like the first 30 seconds of the video. And it looked so good. You, you talk about like, walking. Wow. I, I was, I was, oh, you're on I a was cloud dancing nine. around. I was dancing around my wife downstairs. <laughs> I, you know, I, I just like, <laughs> yeah, because it's in your head. Right. And and you yeah. don't know. And then I, I look at it. Holy shit. That is yeah. really going to look like a video. This is yeah. not a student film. See, I'm I, so happy. Right. I get that right, feeling. Right, right. I get that feeling, too. But usually I go back the next day and I'm like, ah, shit. What was <laughs> yeah. I thinking? That's, I, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I keep That's going cool. back. I do that a lot. Good. You know, when when when. The visual stuff, and I, I love making these little things. Yeah. Um, 
I, I make well, them to entertain myself. It's like a mixtape. You ever make mixtapes? I make mixtapes to entertain yeah. myself. Oh, yeah. And I You're listen. Like, Man, that I, is a good selection. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I listen to them while I'm making yeah. it. And then once I make it, I, yeah. I've already heard those songs a hundred right. times while I'm making it. Now I'm going to listen to the mixed right. CD now yeah. uh, over and over yeah. and over again because I just like the way things dovetail right. together. That's how I am with the well, – uh, we... I don't listen to any radio shows. I don't listen to any – I don't listen yeah. to any of the competition. I mean I listen Except to – Except for Two Faces Radio. Well, well, podcast. <laughs> podcast, of course. But I mean the regular guys' shows. I do them. I walk away. I never, never hear, listen, I never yeah. hear them. I was wondering about that way actually. too critical or whatever. Yeah. Well, but when I do visual the time stuff – time in the day anyway. Well, I mean, but people do it. You know, they listen. Yeah. Well, I think Larry listens, and it depends on what you, you know, what gets you to be better. For me, I'm best off not not to hear it. But when I do the visual stuff, and I do something I like, I watch it over and over again, like yeah. I made a mixed CD, right. because yeah. it, it affects. I'm doing it for myself. Right. Yeah. I'm entertaining myself. That's so and cool. And then hoping that well, this right. is going to entertain somebody else as well. I, when I get to work, when I'm on the radio show, it's not so much about entertaining myself. I'm always got to be thinking. You know, this is. You know, this, this, is, this has got to entertain right. people sitting in cars. Yeah, yeah, that's completely different. Well, listen, guys, we're in a great flow here, and I don't want to stop the, the mood, but we have to take a commercial break. Love commercial breaks. You like commercial breaks? Yeah, sure. It. Why not? Because i got to go to the bathroom. I, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. i got to take a leak anyway. But uh, i got to change the disc, so hold that thought. We'll be right back. Thanks. Two men. <laughs> Two microphones. One internet source. <laughs> Two Faces Radio is your source for the best podcasts. So that's the, that's How awesome. do you do that shit? All right, we're back in. Everybody settled? Everybody settled. We didn't talk about anything <clears throat> interesting during the break. Nothing. <laughs> I promise you. We're saving it all. That's right. Now people are going to be like, we just Damn, sat, what are they talking about? We right. sat in silence. That's right. They didn't even make eye contact, as I recall. It was kind of awkward. That's right. Don't you look at me. Don't you look at me. <laughs> sat and stared at my microphone. Uh, were we talking about the documentary or the video itself? I think I was talking about the video at the same time, shooting it. And, and, and in the cold, whatever. and we're going to need propane heaters. And yes, yep. yes. And, and also being happy with the footage that Oh, that's right. That's, that's what have. we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, going back to the documentary and, and getting to, you know, driving and crying, it's been very interesting for me because once I realized, well, I'm going to be kind of in charge of telling this story, this 25-year story, I immediately went and downloaded everything. You know, I hadn't heard in years. Yeah. Kevin Solo stuff, yeah. all the driving and crying stuff since 86 wow. up to the new one. And what's great for me in this project is I was overwhelmed with the quality. I mean, I knew that they were good. Yeah. But I did not, recog- I did not recognize how consistently good they are and yeah. what a great song now most of the yeah. stuff had, had you not heard before or have you kind of listened heard it and yeah. maybe not you know you hear things but right. i hadn't now i knew that i had to tell the story right and so i was you really gotta, listening got to know it you on know. a different level. i wanted to know you know what phases they were going through what they were in you know all that kind of stuff and so i really started listening and you know i, I walked away from that thinking that they are a one of the great American bands, yeah. and that uh, Kevin Kenny is a, a national treasure. I, 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 you know, this guy, he's one of these people. We were just we weren't we weren't talking about this. <laughs> we weren't talking about anything. Honestly, <laughs> he's, he's 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 one of these songwriters who can just surprise you with. Yeah. Sometimes he'll just do something with a line, mm-hmm. 
that no one else will do, and it will it breaks into something sort of about the human condition, or, or I don't know. There's a there's a on the new album, uh, the last song, this town. There's a line in there. The song is about a town that's kind of dying, and the guys live there, and, and now he's going to move on because everyone else is moving on, and there's no success left here, you know. Yeah. And there's there's a a scene with a parade, and he's talking about you know 15 veterans and their flags, and then he hits with this line, "Crowned queens and Cadillacs waving their goodbyes," and it's such a cinematic yeah. thing, you know. That, totally. that a you writer could it. take that shot of seeing girls at a parade yeah. waving at you, but you never think of them waving goodbye. Goodbye, it right? Takes, it ta- and, and for a guy who's writing a song about a town that's going away yeah. and, a, and, a, and, and an America that's going away, right. um, to turn that into those. Those crowned queens in Cadillacs waving goodbye is just it's is beautiful. Awesome. It's yeah, beautiful. And, and when you listen to his stuff, right. there's a lot of that. There's huh. a lot of that great stuff that, that you know, honestly, that Simon and Paul Simon and Bob Dylan and you know, I think yeah. yes. Jeff Tweedy does. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that, that, and I didn't know before I really, really got into them. Huh. I didn't know that. It was that kind of Yeah, quality. he is. He is on par. And it's funny. You know, it all has to work together because we've talked about this. I've talked about this ad nauseum, I feel like, with so many people. I feel apologetic that I don't like Bruce Springsteen. And I don't really know what it is. By all intents and purposes, should. I should. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, his voice is kind of gritty. I, it's It doesn't bother me. Um, you know, he writes these songs about something when it's all put together. I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't come off in a certain way for me. But that's the thing about Kevin. Can, you know, his voice is so unique, mm-hmm. and I can see if people don't like it, then they're not going to like it. Yeah, there you are know? people who don't right. like his voice. But if you do and you, you appreciate what he's doing, there's such an honesty in what he does. And and I saw him in a great setting. Well, I was I was telling not on the break because we don't talk about <laughs> on the break, but I was <laughs> I saw him one time at Isla Palms. Um, uh, my wife and I had gone there outside of Charleston. Outside of Charleston, and we had just pulled in. I'm going to stay at like the weekend. And um, they just happened to be in town at this place called The Wind Jammer. Put on a great show. Ended up buying a live album and the solo album, Broken Hearts and Auto Parts. Which, which is a great if one. You, if you want an introduction to Kevin Kinney and just his good songwriting, that's the one to get. Huh. And um, yeah, That's another one where he hits that thing. That, he you does. Know, this, it's, it's a year where things are going wrong and he's, he's, he's got no money. His girl leaves him and his car breaks down. Yeah. You know, and it's <laughs> just so human condition. It you know? It's perfect. Huh. And another great setting that I saw him in was my uh, buddy came down, Jeff, and we went to the Christmas little, jam. Little shout out there. <laughs> little shout out to my buddy Jeff, yeah. and uh, he came down from Boston, and we went to the to drove to Asheville from here, and went to um, Warren Haynes's Christmas jam that he mm-hmm. does every year mm-hmm. in Asheville. Asheville's kind of an interesting little sleepy little town, but yeah. also has kind of... It's a very hippie vibe. Yeah, hippie, hippie, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely. And there are so, a lot of artisans. A lot of right. artisans. Right. It was very... It, it's really cool, and they have a big concert, but then they also have a lot of little things. If you keep your ear to the, mm-hmm. you know, to the scene, what's going on, you'll find some cool little things going on around. And they had this one little club... Um, bar really that they just shoved in the corner and it was like the night before maybe it was early on on the same night even Mm -hmm. and kevin kinney was playing and it really seemed like he was sort of the kevin was playing and i think g love and special sauce was there um the guitar player uh that used to play for the crows oddly freed was out there who works with a lot of these Mm -hmm. guys and there was a lot of like named people but it definitely seemed like kevin was sort of like 
the den. This is the guy. This is the man. We're all kind of here, and every, they all wanted to see him, and they all wanted to sit in with him. And that's something I want to capture in the documentary. And I want to. I want to get other musicians who maybe oh. are more famous or yes. more known or came out but of Athens and stuff, and sh- see the respect that the, that, that those yeah. people have. They, they just did that again this year. They did. They yeah. did the Asheville thing again. I think December eleventh or. Or somewhere in there, right. uh, just yeah. a couple weeks Kevin. ago. They, so do, they it do it every, every year. year right? Yeah, he yeah. does it every year. He's been doing it for a bunch of years now, and it's pretty cool. They bring some pretty cool people together. We actually went up there specifically to see a guy named Mike Ferris, who used to be the lead singer for the Screaming Cheetah Wheelies, mm-hmm. who's another guy. If people don't know what he's doing now, he's actually doing gospel stuff now, yeah, but like straight it's, up traditional right? gospel. But it's, but it's like, like New Orleans awesome. tinged, you know, mm-hmm. with like yeah. horns and stuff. It's really cool, and his voice is just forget about it. But. You know, to see Kevin, I mean, in a in an area that was no bigger than this area that we're sitting right. in right now, I'm probably you know the distance that Ira is from me. Yeah, he's probably telling there. stories and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, he's it was funny. great. The dude is is really funny. It was great. And uh, my wife wants to retire in Asheville. Oh yeah, yeah? wants us to get a place up there and go there to die. What do you think? Well, you got to die somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a nice place. I never yeah. thought about it that way. Well, and my wife, you know, my wife and I went there years ago, um, and you know, loved it. Had a mm-hmm. blast, and we've been every year. We talk about going back. Like, eh, let's go up to Asheville. Well, my wife knows that I like to see a little snow every once in a yeah. while. Not like the old days where it's uh, where it's and uh, they, oppressive, but just like to see. <laughs> It's a, a little, little snow yeah. top and mountain. for a little town, they got a great music scene up there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of local bands here that travel up to Asheville all the time, you yeah, know, just to play up there. Yeah, it's a, it's is, an uh, interesting little place. It's a good place to have a funeral. That's where I'm going to have mine. Yeah, all right. if I can plan it, you know, you we'll know, be there. If we can plan leave here, you know, yeah, right. We'll be there if yeah. we can outlast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will you say nice things? <laughs> yeah, we'll say no, we'll say nice things. <laughs> he yeah, came and did our radio show. He didn't have to. You know. Even um, though so we couldn't talk to him during the breaks, he was other than that on air. He was very eye. personable. So, were you guys saying that Kevin was supposed to be on this show, or did or he was? Um, well, Ken Ken Green is l- the person that we talked right. to, and uh, Ken is the guy that we know. We called him. He he and the other gentleman you mentioned, James Barber, are kind of doing a little work together managing mm-hmm. him. Right. And I had contacted Ken, but because he also works with other bands that I found interesting. Well, and I'll say I'll I'll take it back even further. The reason I know Ken, yeah. Um, Ken's wife and my wife used to work together. Actually. Oh, okay. All right. And um, well, and Ken used to book us. And at Ken used to book Dark us Horse. at Dark Horse. So we we kind of had this little connection with with Ken Green. Yeah. And then he came out. Ken cool. came out. We to should a mention t- his record company because he's now the vintage head of vintage Earth, Earth Music. music. Okay. Yes, which has Driving and Crying, uh, Christian Connor. And uh, the Back Row Baptist. Back okay. Row Baptist. Yeah, they're kind of cool. I, I'd yeah. like to get, yeah, I met them a couple. Get them in here somehow, too. And then Kevin's daughter is the girl that's featured on the cover of Driving and Crying's album. Ken's daughter. Ken Green. Ke- yeah. Ken's, Ken's daughter. daughter. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, Who's interesting. With the, with yeah. the oh, you didn't with, know that? Yeah, we're going to use her in the videos as oh, well. Yeah, 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 I figured. Well, I, I work with. Figured I, you'd have to. Yeah. And a funny other connection is I work with somebody who taught Kevin Kinney's kids. Right. Um, when she taught in another school system, but because um, I think he well, his son at a time is, did he live in Decatur? Maybe yeah, his son, I think his son's eighteen or something now. It's funny because I remember when we first came to town, uh, being at a Falcons game because ninety six Rock got the Falcons the year I came to town, and that was also the year they went to the Super Bowl. Yes, so they had this really amazing year, and I remember throwing the football with Kevin Kenny's son when he was like huh. seven or something right. out there. What they called the uh, Crows Falcons? What they called the, the th- Crows oh, the, Nest? Or yeah, what the was the thing nest, called? Yeah. Right, you know? That was it. I think, yeah. <laughs> so that, he's like 18 years old. Well, I guess it wouldn't be the crow. It would be the falcon's right. nest or something. So what you, I think what you were about to say is if Ke- if Kevin does end up coming in here, you might be back again filming him while he's on here. Oh, right? yeah. I'd love to. <laughs> I, would, 
He'll come back just as the, the cinematographer. That'd be cool. I, you know, and I, I think I want to say this too because I think um, Kevin obviously is brilliant, and he's at the center of driving and crying. But driving and crying is everybody that's in driving and crying, and, and Tim Nilsson is bass the player, uh, right? the bass player. He's been there since the beginning, yeah. and. He his personality is very different from Kevin's, and that's why I think Driving and Crying sounds different than Kevin's solo stuff. Sure, because right. uh, there's a different treatment that goes on, a different sensibility. And Matt Carter and Dave V. Johnson, Matt Carter on guitar and Dave V. Johnson on drums. I don't know if you guys know these guys uh, being around here locally, whatever. But just mm-hmm. great players, just yeah. unbelievable great players. And again, like all the other guys, just very. Funny and they they're they're just great to be around. I, I, whether you come to Tabernacle Show or not, go see them if you have the opportunity to yeah, see them definitely. because they they just they just kick ass. Right. Yeah, they you do. Know? They put they're, on a great show. I mean, they're tight. I, yeah. I love a loud band right. that's tight. You know, there's nothing to me, nothing better than that. Than and I'll, I'll tell you what, seeing, you know, the Tabernacle, the greatest places in town to see a show. Yeah, it's I my mean, favorite place to see yeah, a show, I'd say. absolutely. It seems like, I always want to think there's going to be Chastain, but there's something wrong there. I mean, you walk yeah. in and it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it is. is. It's, it's a nice setting. It's just absolutely beautiful. And I, I've had people in from out of town to see shows there. And they, they, they always say something about, you know, what a lovely place. And, you know, yeah. and they really enjoy right. themselves. But there's something about Chastain. There's something wrong with it. And yeah. I, I can't put my finger on it because it's not getting it. And get, for the weirdest little place that it is, you could park, get out, get right. out of there. You, you walk out, you get in your car, you drive away, you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, convenient. it's convenient as hell. Um, I don't know if it's just there's some kind of weird. I, I culture agree with out you, there. and I've thought about this. Do you think it's the crowd itself? Yes, I think it is. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's kind of a yuppify. Yeah. Yeah. I think the crowd you know, thinks that they're there for them as yeah, opposed it's an to event. you know right. Yeah, CNBC like they hired them. Like it yeah. is cool that <laughs> you can bring <laughs> yes, you know right. They, but the band has been hired. The Black Crows are uh, yeah. coming <laughs> in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, next <laughs> month I think we have Cheryl Crow. She'll be here entertaining yeah. us. I think it is right. the show times. because I yeah. think you find that the best shows at Chastain are the ones that are added and aren't part of the concert series. Right, right. Exactly. That people buy the whole concert series, and to them they're just going out. Well, we're going to Chastain this week. And this it's happens to be to the do. band that's exactly. on, right? And I one time it's I like did the a, cover band in a corner at your favorite restaurant. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, we were doing something there. I think it was BB uh, King, and for some reason I was on stage uh, doing some kind of announcements beforehand. I can't remember if yeah, we, it was George. Was that with George Thurgood? Uh, maybe it was years uh, ago. We might have. Been we, we've talked about this show. show. Anyway, oh. go on. Go on. <laughs> uh, we, did I see you guys backstage? No, we, no. Well, okay. This is so long ago. Well, yeah, um, but I for some reason I had to speak before the show, and just off the top of my head, after I said what I had to say, I said uh, something to the effect of, "And by the way, if you find yourself talking about." Really stupid topics amongst each other while a blues legend is on stage yeah. tonight. You really might want to stop Shame doing that. Shame on you. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, I and I know that it, it did no good. Right, 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 right. It had no effect. Yeah. Because, you know, dickheads like that don't hear criticism. Right. You know, they don't, they, they have right. no idea. They, 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 they have no value. Well, surely they weren't talking about it. Surely right. we wouldn't be talking yeah. about anything. That I mean, they have no value for no performance. Value. Right. You know, when you, you well, respect the person that's on stage. Yeah. Even if you don't like the person on stage, the proper thing to do is to leave. Yeah. Yeah. You do not, but you have, to, I've always felt like you respect. 
we, we were at a, um, uh, a performance of children in, in, a, in a band for Christmas music last week. And, you know, those things are always awkward. And there was choir singing and stuff like that. And they're kids. Yeah. And my wife is rather brutal sometimes. When, and so she, start, <laughs> she, she starts laughing next to me. And, she's, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, I kind of got angry at her. It's like yeah. I still, even if it's eight-year-old kids, I yeah. feel like I'm in the audience. Yeah, right, they're on stage. This is their Control moment. Yourself. Yeah. Give, you know, you know, we can laugh later. Right, right. You know, but I don't know. I just I can't shake that. <laughs> Which <know>? we did. <laughs> right. yeah. I I, they're kids. You know, right, let's yeah. give them this, this yeah. moment that they're on I mean, stage. The blessing and the curse about Chastain is it is cool that you can bring food in there. You can bring yeah. a whole table in there if you want with candles right. and blah, blah, blah. And when all the candles are lit out there, it's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. the yeah. coolest thing. But that is the curse of it, too, because people just... That aren't that into the music. They just look at it as, oh, we can go have a picnic out at Chastain and there might happen to be a band playing. Look at me with candles. Exactly. (laughs) We're hip. I left, my wife and I left an Elvis Costello show there and he was great. I mean, sometimes you see Elvis People and he's were pissing okay. You off. I've seen Elvis be terrible. I've seen him be great. I've seen he's uh-huh. one of those guys that sometimes he's usually I've really good. Seen, I've not seen Elvis. He's usually really all. good, and sometimes he has off nights where he's just mad at the world or whatever. But <laughs> this particular one, it was a really good. Set. Suddenly, it's not so funny about love. There's nothing funny about <laughs> nothing love funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he he's doing really well, but we moved three times. It wasn't sold out, so we moved three times. Because of assholes. To get away from people yeah. talking. After the third one, I just said, you know, we've seen him before. Yeah. One of the I, first- then I drove down to Florida a week later to see him again That's in another great. place because he was that good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and for people who may not, because we, we're a little scattered with our listeners, I think. Um, Chastain's an outdoor venue here in Atlanta, and it's located in a really it's nice beautiful. residential area. Um near a golf course and all right. sorts of stuff. So it's kind of uh, awkward in that you can go see a rock band or a blues band or something like that. And what you know, they call McMansions are yes, all around exactly. you kind of thing. You know? So it's, I guess, uh, I, would that be an interesting dichotomy, something like that? I guess, I mean, and bands often seem astonished. Like, yeah. Where the hell are we? Where are we? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> but, it, but it should but be But visually, great. it's so nice because yeah, you're outdoors right. and yeah, like yeah. I was saying, you, know, you light the candle and it just looks so cool. It yeah. seems like this perfect setting. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I went to see one of the first shows I saw there was Cheryl Crow. And if you're not on that floor, right. you can almost just forget it. Like you're <laughs> not going <laughs> to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was, I couldn't hear a damn thing. Right. But they I, had, I couldn't even they tell have, you if she actually sang anything, to be honest. They I mean. have been better, though, with uh, keeping their, vo- you know, they, they were having problems problem with the neighbors. To get, yeah. And I guess they had an ordinance right. where yeah. they really had to keep the volume low there. Yeah, it was, it was bad for a couple of years. for a yeah. venue. Yeah, that was. And they that were was like at a whisper, time. you know. And yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> To me, that thing is like, well, hold on. Who was here first? Before you bought right. your house, was this already here? Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, if you tell me you're going to build an airport next right. to me, I'm going to get pissed off. But if I buy a house next to an airport, I knew <laughs> it going in. Yeah, you know, right. Right. Complain yeah. about the planes. <laughs> exactly. It's like I was at a Springsteen. You would bring up Springsteen. I was going to say. Or he didn't. It, it might do. <laughs> no, when, when yeah. we no, that, about, we, no, was that was on. on. Oh, that was okay. On. That was on. You were saying that you. I made a fool of myself <laughs> on it. <laughs> you thought that you. Should, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And just on paper, you should like it. Right. Yeah. Given you know everything that's there and what you, the other things that you like. Yeah. And with Springsteen, I think that uh, I don't like his. I think the production is he doesn't have many really great album albums. Yeah. And he's known for his live shows. And I don't like when I was a kid. I liked the bombastic stuff. Yeah. But as I got older, I don't. I don't like the big anthemic right. stuff. I like the smaller 
little tunes, mm-hmm. you know, by Springsteen. Yeah. But I was, that's just a way to get to that. To go, I was at Springsteen at Phillips years ago, and you're just amazed. First of all, when you go see Bruce Springsteen these days in an arena like Phillips, it costs money. It's not cheap. No. All right? Well, the lowest ticket's probably 70 or something like that. <laughs> that was in 2002 or something. That's obstructed so, view. So you've yeah. got to spend money to get there. Yeah. Right. And this still doesn't keep people yeah. from having inane conversation. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I, this one moment, for, when you get to these places like Phillips Arena, people are now in rock concerts. They've got small pizzas and lattes. And it's, it's completely, <laughs> it was just reefer and Coca-Cola. <laughs> right. And, you know, <laughs> when, I, when I first started seeing it, you know, right. and so it's a whole different, it's, you get that Chastain vibe works totally. its way in now. Yeah. And so in the middle of the show, uh, Bruce was doing kind of a different take on the river. It started with... Clarence on uh, saxophone doing this kind of bluesy thing, and it was a it was a different version of the river. And ultimately, looking back on it, I think a pretty crappy version. But at the time, I hadn't seen it, yeah. and that, so I'm interested. See so, yeah, what's he's doing? But it's, you know, so I'm trying to enjoy this. And the guy sitting not directly next to me, but I was next to the steps, so he was uh, the first seat on the other side. And these guys are standing up, two guys, and I hear. Well, yeah, if, uh, if I can get the right price for it, I'll start the deck this weekend. Oh, you know, we've got to get it in before the weather. <laughs> so this is a conversation yeah. that can't oh, take place. The only conversation you should be having with somebody at a time like that is, I oh. think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> you need to call somebody. Exactly. <laughs> The only thing that you're going to stand for. Right. This, this is something I have to tell you right now. Right. That, 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 I, that I might let slide. You know. <laughs> there was yeah. a lady at Paul Thinking McCartney. A girl at Paul McCartney. These girls who are like 21, 22, and uh, that uh. are just awful. You know, and just going on and on about whatever it is that girls find interesting to oh, talk about other girls and, and you know, whatever. Why and the is whole it thing that every is, time I buy those jeans, yeah. my ass looks huge? <laughs> and you just want to, I'm going to turn around and just say... What There's are you doing here? Fucking Beatle yeah. on stage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's singing Beatles songs. Yeah. He's 70. <laughs> There's this opportunity. This window is Limited. closing, closing, closing. I don't know how long he's going to live. Yeah. I'm guessing he's not going to be doing this in 10 I'm years. I'm guessing if he hears your conversation, <laughs> he could drop dead right here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it just amazes me that people, you know, I mean, yeah. most people in the city of Atlanta didn't go to the Paul McCartney show that yeah. day. That's fine. But yeah. for the people who did, you would think they might be half interested in yeah. the fact that he's singing a Beatles classic up there. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. People are. That goes, you know, we were talking, we've held this well, sort of topic funny, for a while. What? This whole kind oh, of the like. Audience the audience topic. etiquette kind of topic. Because, well, you know. I will say that there was a. Well, I don't even know if I should, if I should bring it up after the, it. after the Paul McCartney concert. Were you well, there, or did you? I was not there, but there was somebody we know oh, that we know yeah, was just there just to yeah, be yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, came back and told my wife, "Oh, he played. You know, he played everything. He played Hey June. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> well, you walked the line. You know, you yeah, don't want to be an elitist. You know, but right. I mean, at least again, it goes back to the same thing with that Christmas concert with those kids. Yeah. Just yeah. show some respect for right. the yeah. performer on stage. This is not about you. Seriously. I spent. I, I'm. I, I work at a radio station, so I didn't spend the money. But I mean, everybody yeah. else around nice. me did. You know, you spend spending money, and I'm hearing you talk about trivial crap and i know that you're here to impress some guy who i would want to punch if i met him anyway right, right. you know <laughs> these these girls who hang out with frat guys right. it's like the frat guy at least he's getting it 
I yeah. might think he's a dick or whatever. Yeah. But the girl who shapes her life to be noticed by the frat guy is almost as bad as the girl <laughs> who shapes her life to be noticed by the rapper. Right. Oh, I yeah. want to be Can used just... and abused yeah, yeah, by yeah. him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need to put some That's names classic. with all these people because I'm getting confused now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's Hey, everybody. This is Ira. Obviously, this podcast with Eric ran uh, way too long, so we decided to split it into two. And I just figured we would end this one here. And when we come back with part two, which should be up very soon, we started, uh, we'll start with talking about audience etiquette a little bit. And we get into more driving and crying stuff. And uh, it's uh, another very entertaining part two of this episode. So come on back. Check us out again at twofacesradio.com. And uh, give us any of your comments or questions or, or anything to twofacesradio at gmail.com. Yay!